Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Hello and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. And once again, I'm doing another one of the series of International Women's Day interviews. And I have a very special lady that I am speaking to today. She has a phenomenal profile, which I will share with you shortly. So by all means, reach out and connect with the lovely Ruth Bradshaw. Ruth, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's really good to be here. It's really fab to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've so been looking forward to this. And I've just seen we're literally starting this 1110. So by the time it all happens, 1111 and the angel numbers is all supposed to be. I'm going to start by reading from your LinkedIn, your Facebook profile, because this whole podcast interview series started from me sharing on Facebook so I go back and that normally I do a a nice long introduction but that'll be when I invite you back for for another guest appearance if you're free Ruth so just to explain and read through from your Facebook profile Ruth Bradshaw animal communicator master EAM mentor intuitive teacher healer and global change maker that is such a fantastic profile welcome and thank you for doing this interview thank you very much it's lovely to be here thank you what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump straight in and ask the same question that I'm asking all the lovely ladies for International Women's Day I'd ask if you could please be could you share your career story because with with the women that will be listening it could be a young girl just starting out choosing their options it could be someone that because of lockdown and covid they're going to pivot with their business so if we can share what we've done and how we've been success successful in our career it hope i'm hoping that the ladies that listen will actually be able to glean something from it so ruth could you share your career story please of course i can yes absolutely thank you so much um I'm an animal communicator, energy alignment mentor, intuitive teacher today, but it hasn't always been the case. Absolutely. So I like to refer to it as coming out of the weird closet when I finally revealed exactly who I am with the world. But before all of that happened about five years ago, let me go back way, way back. So my first job was when I was 11. I worked in a pet shop. They were amazing people that rescued lots of animals and they inspired me to live from my heart. And I've always been around animals. So lots of my early jobs in my teens were centered around animals or dog walking. I was a hand. I was looked after Irish wolfhounds. I worked on small holdings and farms. I worked a lot with animals, uh, livestock in particular, when I was in my teens. And then I got a retail job when I was doing six, going through sixth form. And retail, I think, is a fantastic place for anybody to start. It gives you customer service. It's hard work. Yes. You've got to be organised. You've got to be presentable. I think it gives you really good grounding in work experience and also dealing with the public, which is unpredictable at best. And <laughs> so... I then started to do a vocational work-based training myself. I was going through a work-based training, um, national vocational qualification. And they saw something in me that I couldn't see at that time. I was very involved in rolling out the EPOS system in the company that I worked for. We had a massive retail shop, humongous space upstairs, which meant that we had plenty of space for training. So we rolled out all of the EPOS training. So for those that don't know what that is, when you go to the shop and you scan something with a barcode, that's what EPOS is, the electronic point of sale. We rolled that out. So before that, we used to have to type in barcodes manually. And it was really revolutionized retail at the time. So that was around 98. 
And I started to do my national vocational training. And then I got um, headhunted by the training company to go and work as a work-based assessor. So for me, I was going to get trained and I was going to be going out and delivering national contracts to the companies like Marks and Spencers, River Island, B&Q, big national brands. And age 19, there I was delivering, all suited and booted, driving around in my little car, delivering work-based training. And my career really was uh, training, sales and marketing kind of foundation. And I did loads of different jobs. And I remember actually being quite embarrassed about my CV. You can go and check me out on LinkedIn and see my whole background on there and see what I've done. But it never made sense to me. It really didn't. But I always wanted to run my own business. My grandpa was an entrepreneur. He was such an inspiration in my life. And But I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had chosen not to go to university because it didn't feel right. And I was sort of just kind of bimbling through what felt right. Mm-hmm. Training, sales and marketing. I just kind of fell into them. Was really good at them. And at one point I was uh, covering the southeast of England. I had multiple teams. I was out on the road a lot, but it wasn't filling my soul. In fact, I used to say I'd sold my soul to the devil. Yeah. (laughs) And I know that lots of people listening to this will recognize this. But also if you're starting out, you might be thinking, oh, it's just a job and it's a job that I don't want to do. We've all done jobs we don't want to do. And some of those jobs have opened the best doors or you've met the most amazing people friends for life or somebody that literally helps you out when you're on your knees so I always look back on those jobs when I had a rubbish job and think about you know what did I gain from it the experience I gained well I was in a job that I didn't like I was doing sales and marketing I had a boss that was a proverbial pain in the bottom Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> and, and wore a badge for it. He loved to be difficult. That was he. He got a kick from it, and I went away for a volunteering trip. And I came back, and and he skipped into the office, excited to tell me that I was going to be the ambassador in the company for this new amazing bit of software, and it was costing thousands of pounds for them to invest in me. And I looked at the guy, and I thought, well, this isn't his company, and it's not his money, but I feel bad about people investing money in me being the guru in the business and I don't want to be here secretly I was building a website creating a brand deciding what I was going to do and I was going to go out on my own and run my own marketing company my plan was build a nest egg build the website maybe pick a couple of clients that I can work on the side and then when I've got a bit of a safe bit more of a safety net I'll take a leap of faith Well, it didn't happen like that, okay? Because life doesn't happen like that. (laughs) And so I remember boss man saying to me, what do you mean you don't want to do this course? This is like a most amazing piece of software. And I was thinking at the time, I can't think of anything worse. I want to poke my eyes out with forks. So I do not want to be responsible (laughs) for this software. And it was like, in my mind, I could see a corridor and lots of doors opening just a crack and I thought you know what this is and I could hear my grandpa close by go on ducky sort of in my ear I could just feel this wasn't one of those moments Mm. take the leap Ruth there's many many opportunities here or stay here and build your safety nest and blah 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 and so I said well do I have to do I have to wait do I have to work my notice I'm still just in that period you know you can negotiate a deal with the recruitment company the guy hadn't I showed him up um from his management being dreadful and of course that he didn't feel good that a woman had showed him up about his decision making being dreadful and uh he said well can you leave on Friday I said yes so I left And I was renting a house at the time. And I remember going downstairs on a Monday morning and going, right, well, this is your new office. And you better get some work in. And I went to LinkedIn and I sent a message out to everybody on LinkedIn and said, look, I am working for myself. We're going to be offering marketing services and let's have a chat. 
by the end of the week, I had five contracts that was enough for me to pay my rent and pay my bills. I was over the moon. However, I also ran a very quiet, on the secret, I didn't ever make a big deal out of it. I ran a holistic therapy business and I did that since 2006. I started off doing aromatherapy. Then I started doing hands-on massage, especially for adults with learning disabilities and pregnant women. They were my favorite types of clients, although I work with lots of other people. And I remember sitting down and thinking, well, I'm going to create this marketing agency and I've got all this marketing experience and all this business acumen that I've acquired and accumulated from all of these different jobs I've had. And all the little temp jobs I'd had at the weekend to bring in a bit of extra money to pay the bills and do up the house and all of that stuff. And I thought, well, what, you know, what's actually going to happen? And then I thought, oh, I've got my therapy business. And my thoughts were, I just love the reflection and the wisdom of insight when you look back, how it makes us so smart. Looking back and going, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I created limiting beliefs around the business before I'd even started it. I said at that, that week, I'm going to throw mud at the wall and see what sticks because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And this has all happened much quicker than I thought. And I haven't got a nest egg. And this hasn't worked out the way that I thought. But let me go with it because it feels right. And I had the thought, I don't think I can make enough money working as a therapist full time. I actually limited myself even getting out of the box. So this was back um, 2013, 12, 13. So my holistic therapy business had been going since 2006. I had a client base, but I'd already restricted it. It was almost like even then I knew, I actually knew deep down what I was going to be doing, but I didn't, I wasn't brave enough. I wasn't brave enough to say it. And so I started to build this marketing agency. And within a few weeks, we had got more than five customers and I was having to take people on. And Within the five years that the marketing agency ran, we won awards. We had really nice clients, especially some of our London clients. We had people referring business to us. I had about 16 freelancers working for me. It was a heart-centered business. Do you know what? I was stressed out. I was working over 60 hours a week, sometimes 70 my tonic from my day job was to go and do my complimentary therapy business. And don't get me wrong, no one ever left a massage wanting a fight or saying that I hadn't put a T on the, the or there wasn't a punctuation mark where there ought to have been one or all of the nonsense that you get caught up in in marketing. But I was burning out rapidly. And my hobby at the time was to share a horse. Now, for those that don't know, there is this ideal around horses but let me tell you anyone that sees a horse out riding that is like one percent of the actual energy you have to put into horses to get the riding bit if unless you're very rich and you can just pay to turn up and ride as they are already set up for you so horses are hard work there's a lot of work involved and I don't mind hard work I'm not afraid of hard work at all but not to the point of burnout so my life was like a circus I was running around, I could, I would triple book people. Timekeeping is not my thing at the best of times. And I do work really hard at trying at being, at being on time, but it was chaos. It was chaos, triple booking, forgetting, and not just like client appointments, but my family and friends and loved ones. It was a sham. I was so focused on... The people that worked with me getting a real experience, my clients and my freelancers being able to have flexibility in their working lives that I had not experienced in previous freelancing experiences or other jobs, that I was all about all of these other people and not about me. Well, anyway, I'd already started doing animal communication. This has been with me my whole life, this intuitive ability, and everybody has got this in them to some degree. It does depend on your upbringing, your diet, your environment that you grow in as to whether that flourishes or, or, or withers away. I was really lucky. I got brought up in an environment where it flourished. However, 
That didn't mean that I was fully accepting of it. At 15, I went to, I was at an all-girls convent school in Southern Ireland, and I am English, so I was the only Protestant girl. I was already weird enough, and I knew about my intuitive abilities, and I remember my mum asking me, what are you going to do with them, that, you know, you're very powerful, and they frightened me because of the stuff I was being told in my school. It wasn't a safe place for people to talk about seeing spirits or feeling or sensing spirits or seeing animal shadows where there weren't any or knowing what noise an animal was making what actually they were trying to say I just got brushed off and or quietened or don't be silly or that's not no you've got a crazy imagination so I literally remember putting the lid on the box you just get in there just get in there and be normal but of course when we don't embrace all parts of ourselves, they creep out. And I didn't realise that but they creep out and they come out of all sorts of places and they jump up and bite you on the bum. So I experienced this. Things would creep out. Things would pop up. And I realised when I created my heart-centred business, that I, my marketing agency, that actually my intuition was hugely powerful in guiding me to make the decisions that I made. Why did I not say to my boss in a comfortable job with reliable money? Why didn't I say to him, no, no, I'll stay. I'll sit it out for six. I'll be here for the next six months yet and get my nest egg. Why did I take the leap at that moment? My intuition was guiding me. And so ran my marketing agency. It was a circus. I was stressed. I don't know how my husband put up with me because he never saw me. My cat, the only time she got to see me is when she hung out of me in the office. So she used to hang out in the office as much as possible. But you know what? The, the universe, God, the divine, whatever you want to call it, has a plan. And we might have all the plans in the world, but none like the plan that we don't actually know, the one we can't see, the one that our intuition guides us to stay on or, or off. And I wasn't really aware of what that was so I was trying to make this marketing agency thing work and we were winning awards all over the place and I couldn't understand really what why I felt so wretched and my therapy business was going great and I had some amazing clients it was all hands-on and then while I was in America excuse me, actually studying holistic wellness coaching for animals, (laughs) my hands stopped working altogether. So I couldn't hold a mug of tea. I couldn't brush my hair to get a tangle out. I couldn't pull up my jeans. I couldn't grip stuff. I couldn't hold a book to read it. I couldn't type. I couldn't hold a phone. I couldn't hold a phone. I couldn't drive. I couldn't ride. My hands ground to a halt. So I had carpal tunnel, tendon synovitis and RSI in all of my fingers, both wrists and all the way up to my elbow, uh, armpits. It was excruciating. Now, I'm not one to take painkillers or experience a lot of illness, but this was debilitating. And I was out of action for seven months. I delegated all of my work to my team. I stripped away everything that wasn't essential and I had to make some really big decisions, including closing my limited company, including letting all of my team go, including letting the brand go that was award-winning and nationally recognisable. We were starting to get attention in the States and in America, uh, in Australia. And I was very involved. You know, business is personal. If you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, it is personal. It's an outward reflection of your values, of your heart and soul's deepest wishes. And I was, yeah, I had to go through a period of grief because what I had set out to do wasn't what was happening. And of course, my hands grinding to a halt meant that I couldn't do what I wanted to do in my therapy business. Now, I'm... I'm a really good therapist. I didn't know 
how good I was until I started to take a break and people were like, please, can I just come once every two months? But there's nobody. I've been to every single therapist in the whole of Colchester and there's nobody that does it like you. And I realised it was all of my training. I am pretty certain I'm going to die with a book in my hand. I am. I'm going to be. I know. I am an eternal learner, and I will close with a little piece on that as well. You're never too old to learn anything new or change career path. And I wasn't doing what I wanted to do in my therapy business. I was making people feel nice. They left in a better place than when they arrived. But that was it. It was like one, you have to keep coming back to have this fix. And it wasn't the animal communication. You see, I'd already started animal communication, but I was so frightened that people wouldn't accept me, that it was too out there. Now, the thing is, is that while all of this was going on, and I think you've got the gist, it was a pretty busy time. I was doing the animal communication. It had got to a point where I couldn't hide or ignore it anymore. And I went on a course, 200 of people in that room that day, and I clearly stood out above the room. Other people were not getting it or they were just getting one word. I was having a whole dialogue with this this Rottweiler on the stage called Monty, bless him. He's in spirit now. And boy, did he have a presence when he walked in the room. And all I saw was a giant teddy bear with this enormous heart of compassion. Turns out he was a therapy dog, a rescue Rottweiler turned into a therapy dog. And his role was to help dogs who'd been attacked by big dogs overcome their fears. Oh, my goodness me. And I thought, well, hang on, surely everyone's doing this. Yeah, surely everyone's got that. No, didn't. Oh no, I've got a whole page of notes. They've got one word. They've not got any. They're scratching their heads. Oh, this is really easy. This is really easy. And anyway, I went up at the end to the lady who was teaching, one of my teachers, and uh, got her to sign my book. And she, she wrote a message in the front from her dog in spirit, who she was able to channel. And she wrote in the front of her book, do more with animal communication, that animals need you. And it really spoke to my soul. And I wanted to do more courses with her, so I did. And then I was like, well, if she's teaching, who else is teaching? So I went and did some other stuff with another teacher. And then I went, this is all tied up with going to the States. I did loads with them in the States. And one of the teachings I got through the process was, Once word gets out that you are communicating, you're a human that can communicate with the animals, the animals will find you. And I was like, (laughs) isn't it? What a nice anecdote. Yeah, no, the thing is, so while I was really, really busy and all of this stuff was going on and my hands weren't working and I was like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to have to delegate. So I used to press a button on my phone, do a voice note and send it to one of the girls in my team. And then she would organize everything because I couldn't. It was a real difficulty just holding anything. And all of this was going around and I was like, oh, I'm at home. I've got seven months. And I didn't know I was going to be at home for seven months doing this twiddling my thumbs. But what am I going to do? If only I had a business where I could do energy work and animal communication and I didn't do any hands on stuff. And then something happened in those seven months. And I looked around and went, well, I don't know where this business came from, but And the word had got out. People were recommending people and people were recommending people. And this animal family heard about me through this animal's family. And they started to queue and come and get come and get in touch with me. So I then tentatively started to go out in the world as an animal communicator. One of the biggest things was, I'm not going to lie, was about fear of being judged And I think a lot of us go through this when we are working for ourselves or doing something new or have done something and then want to pivot or change tact and you want to do something else. You know what? We're not one dimensional beings. We've got lots of different things we like to do. And I don't really buy into this. Oh, well, you're an accountant. That means you're going to be an accountant till the day you die. What if you want to become a hairdresser or a... um, 
a mountain biker. Yeah. Who says you can't do that? Who says you can't change career halfway through? I've done it and I've changed. I've done lots of different jobs. When I became an entrepreneur, I realized the reason why I had all of those jobs was training for me to be able to be an entrepreneur. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's no good just being great at the thing you're great at. You've got to learn all of these business skills. Yep. <laughs> many, many different hats. And you may not be ambitious and you may be happy with just being a solopreneur. Sorry, let me take that just out. Being a solopreneur is as important as being a multi-million pound company's director or CEO. It's just as valid. It's just as important. It's just as significant. And hats off to all of you that are solopreneurs entrepreneurs, multi-potentialites, mumpreneurs, dadpreneurs, all of you out there because you wear so many different hats and you may not have all of those or any of those skills. You may have some and not others. You may not be in a position to outsource the stuff you don't like doing because you haven't got enough revenue coming in yet. There's a whole load of things and juggling that goes on. And those jobs I was doing, they all prepared me for that journey. Now, There was a transition, and this is significant for anybody that's listening. I was still hanging on to a couple of my massage clients. I shouldn't have been doing anything hands-on. Not at all. The thing is, is that I'd be doing a treatment, and suddenly words would fall out of my mouth, and they'd say, why did you say that? Or my hands would go to a particular part of their body, and I'd say, I'm sorry, but I've just got to get my elbow in there. Let's just... And And then they would... Oh, oh my gosh, I've had a memory, blah, 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 stuff. Why am I telling you this? How have you done that from... I I just went there. I just followed, I just just went there very organically working with my intuition, but kind of a bit abstract because I didn't have any sort of real understanding of it or how to work with it. So I, I had to go on this journey of how to understand my intuition and how to integrate it into my work and how to have it in a more predictable way or if stuff falls out of my mouth to know that that's my intuition I'm being guided to share this this isn't just words falling out of my mouth and I remember buying my massage couch in 2006 and it being a big investment at the time a big deal a big investment so 2017 And I thought, well, I really need to make a really clear statement to the universe what I'm going to do. The marketing agency, I've closed it. It was a limited company. There was a there was a paper exercise that had to be closed. But the mark the the complementary therapy business, it was like, well, you know, I've got a couch here, and you know, we use it, and it can be used as a spare bed if you're a child, or you know, I was kind of making all these excuses as to why I couldn't get rid of it. And then I thought, well, hang on, what what message you send into the universe? If you really want to do hands off. Why have you got a massage table? That's hands-on. Right. Okay, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it. And I folded it down and I packed all the bits in and I got a text message. So, oh, who's that? A friend of mine says, oh, uh, babes, I don't suppose you know anyone that's selling a massage couch, do you? (laughs) I do. You can have mine for 50 quid. Here we go. The very next day, I kid you not, the very next day, I got an email from a journalist asking me if I would help with an article. That then led to me doing a whole spread with In The Female, the Daily Mail's female supplement. I then went on to this morning and was a guest with Phil and Holly talking about being an earth angel and how I shine my light as an animal communicator. The next thing I know, I got asked to write a chapter in a book and... It has been like that ever since. Last year, I found the shift from real networking to online networking. Not saying it isn't real, but it's not in person. I found that very difficult. And I was already doing a lot of Zoom one-to-one or group work with my clients. So I thought, well, I'm just going to follow my energy and see what feels right. Let me see. And it didn't feel right to go networking for weeks. And then one week I was like, oh, I really need to go to a meeting on Thursday. Let me see what's out there. Did a little search, found a group, went online. I found my VA. I saw her and I was like, you, you're the one. You're the lady that's really going to help me. 
Um, so I spotted her straight away. It was like, oh, I've been looking for, I've been looking for her, but I didn't know I'd been looking for her, but I knew her when I saw her. And then another lady said, oh, and blah, 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 we're looking for TEDx speakers. Me, I want to do a TED talk. Yes. So I then, and then I ended up doing a TEDx all about insights and intuition. So this way, I call this the new paradigm way, this way of following your heart and following your guidance, the nudges and signs along the way has led me to where I am today. It hasn't, the, what, the approach that I used to use, which is the approach I was taught in school, is you must make, follow your head, make a sensible decision and stay on that path. Like put your head down and you stay there till you die. And do you know what? That didn't work for me. And it doesn't work for lots of people because we're dynamic. We're multi-dimensional beings. We're head, heart and horror. We are mind, body and soul. There's so many different aspects to us. And if you're into past lives and things like that, you know, we're, some of us are really ancient beings here on this planet. So that whole old paradigm way doesn't work. And I really celebrate this being able to change and change your career and to be able to make changes in an in the entrepreneur world it really is acceptable and I would love that to be more acceptable in the mainstream now I touched on earlier about lifelong learning and how I didn't go to university and bottled it at the time I was having a confidence in crisis and so my whole family was falling apart my parents were getting divorced so it was a big strain I always wanted to go and I was going to be an occupational therapist. That's what I was going to do. And problem solving, yeah, that works for me. But it isn't really what I want to do. And where, how, where I've ended up is doing a combination of like positive psychology and natural wellness, energy work and animal work. And I thought, well, I'd love to go to university, but what would I study and then I've been following the nudges this year. I got a nudge to go look at some courses locally. Pardon me. I went to look and found a course that looked amazing. I said, oh, I'd be interested to see a bit more about that. There was an open day two days later. I went to the open day. There was a call one-to-one -one on the Wednesday. I had the call on the Wednesday because I had more questions, loads more questions. Could I go back? Was I too old? Did, would they accept me with my rubbish A-levels and all this experience? And what, Was I relevant? Was what I'd done going to be laughed at as an animal communicator approaching a university about going and doing a Bachelor of Science? Do you know what? They literally bit my arm off. We would love you, your experience. Oh, my gosh, you've got so much to offer and... During the interview, I got asked if I would come and guest lecture for them, and I have been accepted. So in September, <laughs> to do a Bachelor of Science in Animal Management, and I am so excited about this. It's going to be full time, so it means a big shift in the business to be able to support me through that process. I've spent five years building my current business as a complementary therapist and animal communicator, intuitive teacher and energy alignment mentor. And I don't want to just close that because I'm going to study for three, maybe five years. In the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot of time and it will go quite quickly. So the business now has got to run, well, from September, has got to run only on five hours a week. So currently I'm working 20 hours a week in a bid to put in the systems, but also for me to get used to working less hours and also open up the diary for study and other things. And I am 44. I'm going to university in September. I'm going to go and study. What I study will take mean I'm a qualified animal behaviorist and trainer with a slant on psychology and complementary therapies. So it kind of brings both of the things together that I really, really love. And I really want to do uh, an in-depth study into the impact of animals and the impact of living with animals on our mental health. So my TEDx talk that I did was all about instincts and intuition, what we can learn from animals. And it's really like just a fascinating subject that I am so intrigued with. I know that animals in my life have saved my life. 
And I know that other animals in other people's lives have been absolute lifesavers for them too. So I'm really excited about this next chapter. And you know what? One of the biggest things for me was at the turn of this year, after last year being so weird, I really did a review of last year, the last five years, the last 10 years. And then I did a review on what would I like to achieve in the next five years, the next 10 years. And I thought, oh, but my next big birthday is 50. That won't come, that will come around really quickly. Oh, now where do I want to be at 50? Do I want to be dreaming about going to university or do I want to, no, I want to have done it because there's not a lot of time left after that. And I don't want to waste any more time. I've got work to do. So, you know, I think I've changed into all sorts of different areas over the years, completely changing changed career and then changing again I'm taking on a different angle in the world that I'm going to be in in the hope that I will not only further my knowledge but also to have a wider reach in the world and to have more of an impact changing people's hearts and souls so yeah that's kind of a summary of my career path a wibbly wobbly journey to doing what I actually love to do and I don't have any more wrist or hand issues either. So it just goes to show when you stop holding on to the thing that isn't actually helping you. Oh, what a surprise. Things improve. (laughs) Oh, this is absolutely wonderful. And anyone that listens to my podcast will know I have a favourite word. begins with S and it's synchronicities. And your story and my story are almost the same. It's just wonderful. It's wonderful to hear all these things like I did my degree as a mature student I was 40 when I did my degree I did my divorce and I set up my first company all at the same time and I had my children to bring up and I went all out and like you yes I did everything and you can achieve when you've got your headset exactly what you want to do you can achieve absolutely everything and it's very strange where you're saying that intuition as a child I was told I was psychic. I was picking up things all the time. And sometimes the stuff I connected with was really scary. And I thought, well, no, stop, stop doing this. My late teens, early 20s, I was told I was a catalyst. And that's why everything nasty came to me. So I put a complete and utter stop on it. Then probably about four years ago, I thought, no, hitting burnout from corporate. I wanted to look at um, spirituality, well-being and change that. I got all into law of attraction and energy and it suddenly fitted everything that came through. I've now know all 12 of my guides. I've got one guide that works with me now when I do all the interviews so I know it's going to be channeled. It all comes through and where you said this, you put it out there and it comes back. It comes back And we said before we started the interview that I'm back working with corporate clients as well, which for COVID and lockdown, it's a positive. It's saying to me things are growing. And I had to introduce myself to the whole of the department I'm working with. I do communications. I do digital communications. I write strategy. I do the whole lot. So I introduced myself with like, like we said, I did what my LinkedIn profile said and I said I'm a communications consultant a business and spiritual coach a um, trainer a speaker a mentor and a podcast host and I thought fine and then every person I've had my one-to-one meetings with has said I'm really interested that you use the word spirituality I'm into that I'd love to have a cuppa and share and this is where you say the right people come to you and it makes such a difference and it is Doing this whole idea of bringing women together for International Women's Day is just taken off. It's going to go on further than International Women's Day. I'm going to bring inspirational women together. And it's I'm doing what my life purpose is. Like you said, the intuition with animals. Mine is giving a voice to those that don't have it. So where I'm doing this, I'm sharing everyone's voice. So of course. Spirit, universe, guides, they love what I'm doing and they are helping me and they are making it work because it's exactly what their purpose is and what our purpose is to work together. And it makes such a difference. And like you say, you say all these things 
I mean, years ago, there's no way I'd have said to corporate, oh, yes, I do law of attraction and I'm into all this. And now people are saying yes. In fact, I've got two people that I'm now working with in corporate going to be guests on the podcast. And that's come. That's it's just this is where I say synchronicities. Uh, why I, I know we touched on it at the very beginning, but Ruth, I'd love you to come back and be a regular guest. The amount of things you said. I mean, I've I got goosebumps. I would love that. It's, it's so much I could share. So many. Oh, pardon me. I love stories. I love to share stories. I grew up in Southern Ireland. Like our, our entertainment would be the family sitting around the fire talking, or we'd go and visit friends, and we'd sit around their fire and talk. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, and there's so much to share about it. And I do think that the world is changing enormously. You know. Actually, last year, I did a lot of favours for changing our culture. You know, that whole, you've got to keep working. Oh, you feel a bit ill. Well, keep working. Come on into the office and sneeze and splutter over everyone. Oh, no, not now. No, no, it's not. Oh, you're not feeling well. No, you best take the day off. And I actually think that that culture of do more, do more, it needed to, it needed to change. And that has been really helpful. But also people are now talking about that. Uh, spiritual aspect that m- the emotional well-being of people that they are actually businesses are having to reach out to their employees because the whole task force is now working at home and actually this is a good thing yeah a really good thing and I know there was always a this sort of and there probably still is some old school thinking around you know you've got to keep business business and your personal life personal. And, and yes, of course, you want to keep your personal life personal and close to those that you love. But business isn't separate. No. <laughs> no. Not separate. You know, something dreadful goes on in your life and then you go to work and you do a 10 out of 10 day. No, 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 you don't. No, absolutely. It isn't. It's so personal and it's all so intertwined. And I think that's the thing is that we used to get taught, you know, you go to work. And you have your work life and then you've got your work friends and then you come home and you have your other life. And it's like that's separation. But we are all united through our through our hearts, through this amazing vibrational universe that we live in. We might not be able to see that separation, sorry, that that connection with our eyes. But there are certainly ways that we can feel it when we learn to communicate with the subtle voice of the heart yeah and so many people have forgotten that not in this in the entrepreneur world it's a little bit different because most entrepreneurs have like had enough of the system and want to follow their heart in some way or want a better balance but I'm glad to see that it is changing and and there are a lot of positives that come from last year definitely I'd love to come back and talk more like <laughs> the law of attraction but there's so much more to it it's just not that on its own yeah. oh and that's a juicy subject as well yeah <laughs> <I love that. laughs> but this is where we see this is where our vibrations have got to a level that we've communicated and we've come together and I know it's from other things because we from EAM and everything as well and people that we're connected to but just listening to your story like I said with International Women's Day it gives such inspiration and empowerment to any female no matter where you are whether you're just going into school and choosing your options whether you are looking to pivot I mean I'm of an age where I can remember Madonna and she would reinvent herself all the time and this is what I do yes we totally would oh yes oh my gosh and that's what you that's been your journey too is the reinvention yeah yeah definitely and you pivot you go where you need to go and I mean I've been self-employed through limited companies ever since the kids were old enough um, whether I've always been self-employed yes I've been lucky I've worked with large corporates really big names so I'm known as a guru in what I do but that that's the universe working as well putting me in the right place and that journey like we were saying when I started in COVID and everything I thought no I've got to stop my communications I need to go the spiritual journey and nothing was happening. I was doing stuff for free because I thought I've got this massive corporate profile, but no one knows me. When I'm talking to a one-to-one, 
solopreneur or think they don't get my my corporate things and then when I really sat back probably the end of last year beginning of this year and the guides really said to me no that was the learning you need to use your communication skills because that is your vision and purpose is to communicate and teach others to communicate and I thought well exactly that's why I had to do all that that's the foundation to grow and build on it (laughs) The universe is like, oh, yes, you need to go to this university special, this one, University of Life, and you've got to do this university of experiences here. You're going to have to do a couple of hard knocks because that's the only way your soul's going to get it this time. And and you look back and you're like, oh, wow, that's what I needed to learn from that for this and this. And, uh, oh, my gosh, I think we could probably talk all day and we would be very, just feel very natural before like, we started. <laughs> And this this is where, I mean, like I said, goosebumps. And I know from EAM um, Zooms, the amount of times you get goosebumps. I mean, my crown chakra is going mad all down my back. And my guides are going, yes, 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 yes. And this is, this is what's so special. And this is what this whole project has done, is brought empowered, inspirational women together that have a story that will resonate and I'm saying this to the listeners now you might be listening and you might have someone in your family or a friend that needs to hear this so please do share this episode and this is where it is is if one person listens and they share it it's going to impact so many others because there's one message there's a golden nugget a pearls of wisdom for each and every listener and it's coming to that and it's the journey of how they actually get to hear it. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I just wanted to, to add on that note, because I know for the youngsters, it's been really tough this last couple of years, especially when it comes to exams, and you may have had your hopes pinned on something. I know right now, it might seem like the only thing that is important is that exam. I promise you, in a couple of years, it will be totally irrelevant. This is just the stage you're at right now. If it doesn't work out the way that you want it to, it will work out because I wanted, I wanted to get three C's in my A-levels. I did not. I got an E, an N and a U. I've still been accepted into university. You don't have to go the way that the school or your parents or even you have decided or encouraged you to go on because the universe has a divine plan. And I thought I was going to university. The funniest thing of all is that um, I was going to go to university at the very university my husband was. So we would have met when I was 18. But as my husband said, you weren't interested in younger boys then. <laughs> He's right. And uh, I probably wouldn't have looked at him. Um, but he, I, I, I was meant to go to his the university. I had a place at the university he was at. And at the last minute, I didn't do that. I went and got my own house. And I went and my own career, which was my um, boot camp for becoming an entrepreneur later on in 2006 was when I did. But, you know, you might be really focused on your GCSE exams and feel really gutted that you're just a teacher's just going to give you a result and a grade. I promise it will not seem significant. It won't be significant in a very short chapter in your life. So just keep the faith. And if you've got a dream and it's been side, like you've gone sideways, don't give up on it. It, it just means that it's not right right now. Yeah. And you are never, ever too old to learn, ever. No one is ever too old to learn. You can create new neural pathways in your brain today. It doesn't matter whether you're 10 or 100. Oh, completely, completely. And I'd echo that uh, for my A-levels. I was supposed to be going to Cambridge to study law. It was all mapped out. We had family problems and my A-levels went to pot. So I took took what they call an access course. I did it in one year and it's the equivalent of three or four A-levels all at once. And I did that instead to get into university. And you can do it. You can do it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Pearl, I love that. I love that. And look, also as well, we both have very similar family stuff going on at sixth form time. Yeah. 
look how it impacted us. What was going on in our environment, what was going on with our families was affecting our ability to learn because stress creates a, it's a chemical response in the body and it does not create the environment for you to learn, to thrive, to flourish. And why would it be any different from the personal life, professional work life situation? You know, people, I think the sooner people can understand that and go into the working world with that knowledge, it really helps to make a difference. And you can feel much more empowered about your decisions. Like if you've got, a, I nearly said a swear word then, if you've got a really bad boss. Yes. <laughs> and I know us girls have had plenty of those. Um and you got if there's guys listening, you may have had bad bosses too. I'm not saying it's all guys. I've had some terrible women bosses in the past and men. But you've got a choice. You don't have to stay there. And you don't have to put up with that. And you could create a company that treats people totally different to that. You know, the world's your oyster, really. And this is where, for COVID, for me, it's been the making of me. And I, I really think I can see those green shoots. And I'd say to anyone, if you've maybe you've been on furlough and the business you were with hasn't survived and you've got redundancy, don't look at it as doom and gloom. The, the redundancy is your chance to break out and do exactly what you wanted to do. And there are more and more people starting their own business. And this, it can work. You've got this. You don't have the overheads. The corporates aren't going to have the overheads as offices anymore because they've seen that working from home works. Absolutely. My husband's company, they had three business, uh, sorry, three businesses, three sites. They've gone down to one. And got rid of the big, expensive London office because it was such an overhead. And before the COVID, they would never have done that. They would have been, no, no, everyone's going to be in the office. And now it's it's shown that home working does work for the business. They saved loads of money. They have had to put in welfare checks for people because people are doing the, oh, yeah, I'm fine. But well, we can all do the I'm fine. But um, <laughs> actually put in calls to support people on a rotation basis and also a um informal coffee morning once a week and they do a fortnightly friday wins and anyone can go on that call and just join in and celebrate what's gone well and they normally have a couple of challenges a month so um one of them i think the current one is everyone who's got a cat or a dog has to show up to a meeting with one of their creatures <laughs> under their arm and they're going to make a big staff board with all the the company pets wonderful you know things like that so just because people are now working at home do you know what that's what a lot of families wanted they didn't want kids in daycare they didn't want to be sending the kids off to a, a club at 7 in the morning cuz or 6 in the morning cuz they've got to do 3 hour commute each way yeah. They wanted to be at home with their pets and their families in their houses. I mean, it's our biggest overhead, isn't it? Our, our, one of our biggest, if not the biggest, a mortgage and all the running of house costs. And yet we would be out all day. So yeah. <laughs> I think there's lots and lots of positives from it. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It's never too late to change your mind or do something new or innovative or even you might be an amazing baker it doesn't mean that you can't set up a cake company just because there's thousands of other cake companies you're going to have your particular usp unique selling point you're going to have your particular special weird thing about you that makes you you and makes people want to buy from you and there are so many people out there to help you get your business started that's something else as well and i'm sure Paul, you've experienced this People in the business community are really happy to help because yeah. we've all been there. Yeah, and um, the level of experience means that those people that have been in business for themselves for a while longer become mentors to those that are just starting. And I've I've been saying regularly, last few weeks especially, don't doesn't matter if there's five people doing the same thing because your clients come to you they come to your personality it isn't necessarily yes they might be looking for that widget that service that you offer but it's your personality and clicking with that personality that brings you your customers so it doesn't matter there could be the 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 industry is never saturated because you've always got someone that will resonate just specifically with you and they become your clients 
Absolutely. And there's more than enough for everybody in the world. And when people think like that, that's coming from an abundance mindset. But when people think, oh, there's not enough or they get really jealous about competitors or they get they don't want to share or they don't want to impart any information that comes from a lack mindset which ultimately comes down to you're running some fear programs fearful thoughts and beliefs there and my experience of working in you know changing and having different businesses in the in the same community everyone has been so supportive so unbelievable and I remember the first time I went to a meeting where I came out of the weird closet I went to a networking meeting in Brentwood in Essex in the UK and it, there were a lot of suits in the room it was a breakfast meeting there were probably about 40 people and over half the room were in pinstripe suits so a lot of city people working in that meeting and I thought oh this is my first day is coming out as a communicator and I don't know how it's going to go in here so just be yourself so I stood up and I said my name's Ruthie Doolittle. I'm an animal communicator. I know you heard that right. I do talk to animals dead and alive. And I get it's weird. I thought it was weird as well. But I laughed at myself. And I said, you know, the easiest thing is for us to have a chat. I love to talk. Let's have a virtual cuppa or let's have one in person because this was before <laughs> happened. And I was surrounded. Loads of people came up to me to talk to me afterwards. Well, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And a guy came up and he said, he goes, well, he goes, I'm a total sceptic. He goes, but there's something about the way you said that. I believe you. Yeah. And the thing is, I speak from my heart. I show up as myself. I didn't filter, uh, even though I wanted to. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, <laughs> um, I, I do like readings or something. I don't know. If, uh, that was my wobble. That was my confidence going, oh can you do this? And then a part of me somewhere went, you can do this. Come on. And I was well received. I've never had anybody laugh at me in my face and say, I've never heard that such nonsense. Even on TV, when um, I was there with Phil and Holly, I'm pretty sure Phil was like, righty, okay. But he, (laughs) he didn't say anything that was negative to me and I really appreciate that I think actually when you show up as yourself and you have a sense of humor about it and you're playful with it and you're open yeah people will accept you exactly I I actually think you know the, the things that make us unique are what stand us apart from everyone else yeah they're things to be celebrated absolutely things to be celebrated so you embrace your weird let it out definitely I mean, in your light yes and is this is how you connect with the right people and like you've said now this networking thing is global and the people i've brought into international women's day they're in canada they're in america they're in australia we've got people in europe we've got people in asia we've got people in africa all coming in that are going to be guests for this and it's just growing and this is this is where you realize the world the earth is quite a small place and when you reach out on a digital level it's it, you could be in the, you are in the same room like we have zoom rooms we are literally in the same room and we could be thousands of miles apart and yet we're connecting Oh, it's amazing. It's so, I mean, very grateful for the technology to that, that's for sure. Yeah, it does make such a difference. And I have just seen the time. Where's the time gone? It, it just flown past. That did not seem like an hour. It seemed like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring this interview to a close. But listeners, you've heard Ruth is going to come back and be a regular, regular guest. So we will put some dates in diaries. And I will close this with the question I'm asking everyone back to International Women's Day. Every year, International Women's Day has a different theme. This year, it's Choose to Challenge. So, Ruth, what does Choose to Challenge mean to you, please? Choose to Challenge means to me, it's actually really good to challenge yourself to get out of your funny little comfort zone things that you do. So maybe it's a 30 day challenge to see whether you can do more squats Or maybe it's a 30-day challenge to see whether you can learn something. My 30-day challenge at the moment is the periodic table. 
wonderful. <laughs> Just because I'm a total nerd and um, <laughs> I don't know it off by heart. Oh, God, we are so alike. We really are so alike. If there's something that is hard, I will choose that to to do. I read Immanuel Kant's Critique of Pure Reason because I wanted to do something to make my head hurt. And so I could understand him. <laughs> oh, Pearl, I've loved, I've loved our chat and I look forward to talking more. It's been fabulous. Oh, definitely, definitely. Just, just leaves me to say a massive, massive thank you. And to the listeners, make sure that you come back and listen regularly because you'll see when the new episodes go up as well. So thank you so much, Ruth. Thank you, Pearl. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.